Matt's going to fill up a bag. Hey guys, Steve here. Floating products. Today we're going to talk about growing with fishes. Growing with fishes. Welcome to the Growing with Fishes podcast, episode 342. Uh, we have a really fun episode with you guys this week. We have a bunch of people from Myciliate the Festival. We have uh, a couple of returning guests and, uh, and one new one. So uh, um, yeah, I think it'll be a fun episode. I had a chance to go out to this festival last year. I'm not able to make it this year, but uh, certainly uh, they'll be having a great time out there at Bashan Island um, this weekend. So um uh, first off i guess we'll introduce cass um she's the the main organizer of the festival uh thanks for joining us cass yeah thanks steve thanks for giving us the platform to chat i was just reflecting on like 300 and some episodes i wonder where we were at last time you've been zooming through <laughs> these it's like such a i have such a respect for it um my name is cass everybody i run a mushroom solutions company called cognitive function I was on this podcast about a year ago. We had a really great talk about mushrooms. Um, I'm back again to talk about the festival, Myceliate, the festival. Um, Dustin is one of my co-lead organizers on the fest, and Matt and Chris are both keynoting this year. The festival is taking place two weekends from now, actually, October 6th through the 8th uh, on Vashon Island out here in the Pacific Northwest on the coast of Washington. It's a beautiful island on 400 acres. We're stoked. It's going to be amazing. Short ferry ride, definitely worth it. Um, and and we're bringing you all things mushrooms and permaculture and a little dab of some other funky stuff too. It'll be super cool. Steve's throwing it up on the screen. Uh, last year we had an amazing time. It was our first year ever putting this on and. Um, Really, the goal with this thing is to just keep building community, keep sharing skills, spreading knowledge and ecological literacy uh, for adults and for kids. So it's a pretty big deal. And I'm stoked to be able to have the support of these fine folks on here to be able to help us bring this thing to fruition. And I'll kick it off to Dustin next. Uh, hi, guys. I'm uh, Dustin Powers. I'm Future 4200 on the Internet. Um, do a bunch of stuff in cannabis and mushrooms and permaculture. And I spend most of my time homesteading and uh, managing a bunch of land that we have that all revolves around food. Cause that's kind of like my main focus in life is getting high and eating food. Um, so yeah, last year was great at the festival. <laughs> we had a really good time. It was a really classic. Uh, we <laughs> bill it as like a mushroom festival, but it's really so much more. It's, um, it's like a mindset festival. I feel like, cause it's all these kind of diverse topics that all kind of revolve around like permaculture resiliency mushrooming there's some like science avenues like a lot of wellness this is cool i i guess traditionally for most of my life i wouldn't have been the kind of guy that would have been in this but through cannabis it has brought me into this kind of like uh I don't know how I like mystical <laughs> side of things. Uh, and I really enjoy it. There's a lot of science behind it. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. And uh, I learn a lot of things every time that I do it. I usually do a talk about something this year. It, depending on this baby that's supposed to pop out. Uh, if uh, my talk this year is on uh, cattle and the fungi they fuck with. 
Um, and I'm really excited. I've done it once before this year at a different festival and I'll be doing it again. I've refined it a bit this year. Um, uh, and I really am looking forward to being there and telling you guys about cows and poop. <laughs> I will attend that talk. That sounds super interesting. It's a crazy wormhole. I, it was, I, Will had asked me to come out to his festival and he's like, Hey, will you come talk? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, let me come up with some idea. And I had all these cows and the mushrooms were growing out of the poop. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Like let's dig into that wormhole. And man, it's taken me so far. Anaerobic fungi live in, in the cattle gut and rumen, which is wild. Anaerobic fungi. Fungi live in our gut. Of course. Right. Which, and they must be anaerobic as well, which I hadn't really thought. There's not a Go ahead. Or facultative. Right. right. And so they can go both ways and express like what the environment calls for that moment. Yes. They, so one thing I read in the literature, which is funny because he's got only very recently did the did modern science accept that there was fungi in the in the cattle rumen. They thought they were protozoa beforehand because the fungi in the rumen have flagellum. So they swim around, which is super unusual for uh, like a it's a relatively large fungi going on there you know it's not like a little spore with a flagellum it's a full-on freaking <laughs> living mushroom entity that makes its own little spores that is swimming through the gut uh and the rumen of the cow which is wild so only recently did it get classified as fungi and now they think that that fungi dictates all the protozoa and uh bacteria that are in the gut because it uses them as little like resource centers to produce the shit that it needs and you know kicks them back a little exudate every now and then it's cool it's cool stuff Super cool. That's why humans can get whacked out in their large intestines with leaky gut and all that. Yeah. Um, is because you, you, we don't have any food that has fungi on it anymore. We don't, a lot of humans consume nothing that has fungi on it. It's been bleach washed or waxed or processed. And we've like oh, lost, lost that part of the human gut biome for, for a lot of people, not me. I drink my tea all the time. If you hang out with Chris long enough, I'll make you drink LIMO whether or not you want to or not. Just ask everybody <laughs> that's been to the region conferences. I volunteered. Um, Thank you, but if you're like a far shot from healthy gut, it can be a little disruptive for a day or two. Yeah, I learned that the hard way in the, at the region conference in Humboldt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris is also uh, giving a talk. Uh, you want to uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're up to? Yeah, yeah. I um, I am up to all kinds of things and um, really looking forward to my Ciliate. Um, it's, uh, it's a ton of fun. And um, this year I will be there and talking about predatory fungi and indigenous predatory fungi and how to cultivate them and the safety of it. Um, different um, potential uses. A lot of people were lamenting about the, uh, the squash bug here in their gardens, you know, as it's consuming their zucchini. And um, this is a, a real viable uh, natural um, tool that anybody can do with a little bit of practice and um, you can make your own uh, bioweapon. What's that? You make your own bioweapon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
on that note too we've also had good luck with it with uh, those blister beetles which can be a particularly big issue with uh, uh, livestock yep absolutely I think it's something that can be um, intentionally cultivated for most um, uh, commercial operations and with with uh, only positive effects um, so we'll get into that that's what I'm going to be talking about and uh, and also listening to all these other geniuses talk about uh, their nerdery so it's it's a good time I'm going to be at your talk and your talk I'm really excited about I mean it's the edges it's the details it's the connections for me so I love it I love all those details and uh and Matt you have a new uh, microbial book that uh that uh, Chris and I have had a chance to get into our teeth. I think you've just released it uh, not too long ago. Uh, and I know you're giving a pretty badass talk as well. Why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Yeah, so I've been doing all this work, um, kind of backtracking and really kind of taking a step back and doing things a little bit more holistically um, than a lot of so microscopy has been done before. Uh, and it's led me and found led me to all these amazing things and all these amazing connections. Uh, and one of those things is that like fungi is is functionally facilitating life. I mean, they're at key like they're at key positions and facilitation points throughout all natural cycles in our bodies and outside our bodies in the natural world, in the basic mineral cycling to the way that we, you know, <laughs> do everything. So I map that out. I make those connections in the talk and uh, invite people to see those connections in their own lives so that they can feel that myceliated connection to the natural world more easily. Because I believe that when we are truly in connection with nature, we're in, we feel awe. Um, and it, whether it's, you know, under a microscope, um, an IMO collection or, or, or looking at the night sky, you know what I mean? Like we're filled with awe because we're actually getting feedback from nature at a deep, deep level. And so I, I, I really want to help people get that connection in their own lives because once you do, you it's a thread that gets thicker and thicker as you follow it. So I'm really excited. It's gonna be fun. I'll, I'll be I'll be Friday night uh, talking. So so make sure to get there. <laughs> if you're coming from out of town, you want to make you want to get there in time uh, because uh, it's gonna be jam packed. There's gonna be so many things. I was looking over. We were talking about the schedule and all the amazing things. Uh, it's if you went last year, you have to go this year. It's going to be even better. And if if you haven't gone before, reach out to anyone who was there last year and they'll tell you how it was. Uh, there's a reason why it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're all coming back uh, because <laughs> we, I, I mean, I made friends with folks uh, and, and, and I finally got to meet folks that I've been friends with for years. It, it was... Uh, it was a soul feeding event on many different levels. The food was really good, but it was also, I made friends, friend, like real, real friends. And 
you know, you go to some of these events and it feels like, ah, everything's going and, and it's like churning, right? This wasn't like that. It was like, we really got to know each other. We really got to break bread, but we would meet. It was good. Um, <laughs> I was really bread. Um, when so, you farm to table. When do you get to what? hang out with ours? I mean, I don't know That's anywhere. True the world right now and like be guaranteed a hangout with matt powers and with chris trump and with dustin powers and with well, me well yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a scene it's it's not just anyone individually now um <laughs> it's 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 a scene and and what's it's i just had so much fun i mean I I literally talk to people almost on a daily basis that I met at this event. Like that's the kind of event this is. And that's special. Um, I don't go to any, I, I go to like two or three events a year and, and speak. And, and, and I, 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 I've been, I've been to so many events for so many years in permaculture and gardening. I say no to most of them because they're just, they're just churning people in and out. You know, um, I was a musician back in the day and there were these nightclubs and they would put people on. Maybe you guys are familiar with this. And you went to see your friend and then they're on like an hour later than they said they would be. And they're like jam packing all these little bands and their sets like half the music. And you're like, uh, it's like, this is the, this is the complete opposite of that. <laughs> you really get to connect with people. There's a, a, a like, yeah. So I'm really excited for me. This is like the time period when I socialized because I am mostly a hermit. <laughs> yeah, I think Matt, Matt and I were talking about it on the podcast that we did a couple of days ago. And I was just trying to say that, like, there's so much intention that goes behind the scenes into an event like this. And we, we, we've been working on this uh, 2023 version since 2022 ended last year. So this is like a whole year long event and, and planning. Oh, Matt did a short change. Um, and uh, there, there's so much intention that goes around really trying to keep everybody grounded and mentally and physically nourished while they're there. So like so much goes into the food. I was mentioning before too, like uh, I was talking to the chef today, Jana, and um, we were saying farm to fest. It's all farm mm. to table. It's all farm to fest. And we've been able to, you know, actually um, work with a lot of the farmers on that island too. So we've got a lot of, lot of hyper local stuff. Um, and this is the way that like we build our own economies, you know, we're able to boost each other up and work together to, to be able to get bills paid collectively. So yeah, a lot goes into it. And um, I'm really happy that it's received that way, Matt, because that's, that's, a, that's the intention that goes into it. So we don't want anyone to, to leave feeling exhausted. We want people to leave feeling inspired and energized and excited and connected. This year, the tagline is um, come find your community. Last year, it was cultivating collective abundance. And, and those are just some of the tags that float around in my head on the daily around an event like this, because that, that's really, truly what we're trying to do here with folks and, you know, keep doing it for years to come and pass it along to our kids when we're old and tired. <laughs> we do things right. We won't be tired then. That's true. We'd be older than that. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. 
will be old and full of wisdom. Mm. Yes, it will be spry, as they say. Spry. Spry guy. I'm still feeling pretty spry. I got a ways to go. <laughs> you are. You and Matt are pretty spry. Chris and I get tired. <laughs> Steve, Steve stays up and gets stuff done. I get emotionally tired. I don't get tired. Like, I love, <laughs> I weed it for two weeks in Hawaii, and I hate weeding. <laughs> everything. Farm. Uh, Sometimes nobody the farm else. just needs to be weeded. Yeah. So, um, you know, I felt so good um, just doing that work. Traveling is traveling is painful, but yeah, no farm work. Sign me up. Yeah, when you can look back and be like, "Wow, I did all that." That's the that's my kind of work, right? I know uh, Matt and I stayed up till like three thirty a.m. that first night, just talking and shit, and I don't think we stopped talking since then. So yeah, that's for sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> sending um, each other so science what- back and forth. Right. Yeah. Pretty much like just about every day. <laughs> um, so what uh, what are some of the great uh, topics that you have there this year, Cass? I know you kind of mentioned briefly a few of them, but uh, I know you have a whole bunch of different awesome topics for, uh, on deck for this year. Yeah, I'm really excited. There's a talk on um, soil and water um, health through um, Bokashi balls. I think those are your friends, Matt. Yeah. Via and yeah. I don't know her name yet, quite yet. Yeah. They're Someone said they're, it to me multiple times, though I should remember it. Yeah. They're on um Saturday, I think at eleven o'clock. I just finished the schedule. I'm so beat, guys. And and it's been such a cool day too, because everyone's been messaging me like 101 things, and I've just been working on trying to finish the schedule, and we just keep getting ticket sales coming in. And it's my motivation. I'm like, okay, it's almost done. Like I can get the schedule. It's going, it's going. And like, Dustin, I got to tell you, we're, we're getting good. We're getting good. Did so, you change the axes on it? Does it look good now? It's looking good. We're liking it. Nice. Good deal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm excited about their class. Um, Misha and Nat uh, at Six Points Harvest are going to be doing their three hour long nose to tail butchery course again uh, with a pig that they raise themselves. And I just... That was a really life-changing class that I attended um, at Stone Barns years ago when I lived on the East Coast. There was a three-hour long butchery course. And ever since that day, like my life has been like so transformed um, with like what it means from like farmer to butcher um, to like at, at, at Stone Barns is like a huge like, you know, restaurant and they like they, they've like kicked it up 1800 notches, which is cool. But it was cool to watch like five different heads of departments be in one room around this pig. It felt like a ceremony, you know, for three hours we're all in there. So that that class by Misha Nats inspired by something that really changed my life. And um, I want people to be able to have that um, connection to their food that way. So I'm very excited that they'll be joining us again. Um, and then, yeah, we have, we actually have a class that, um, I I've been so inspired by all of my friends that have been birthing at home. Um, so we have a class around it's, um, lessons from lessons, wisdom, and knowledge from, um, home birth. And we have a bunch of people in the community that are coming out to just like talk and be a part of that class. And I know that that's not directly, permaculture and mushroom focus, but I do think it's such an important topic. Um, 
So that'll be a really cool course as well. Just more of like a collaborative talk. And then, um, yeah, we just, we have tons of stuff on soil. Ton, we've got three mushroom cultivation classes this year and a couple of magic cultivation classes. So if you're getting excited about growing some cubes, come, come chat about it. We've got uh, growing mushrooms on logs again this year. Um, and yeah, we've got, we've got a little bit of everything. Um, and then we've got a kid's track. And so the kids track is um, led by a teacher that follows more of the like Waldorf style teaching. Um, so the kids pretty much run everything. Um, and they're just like a, a, a sick, you know, kid gang running around just kind of being a little bit guided by an adult who's just there to like support and give input if they need anything. So yeah, Lord of the Flies vibe. It'll be cool. Um, it'll be super sweet. And and I've done, I've done it like this with kids camps for like years now. And it, it, sometimes adults just are like, I'm going to kids camp. I'm going to make some clay mushrooms. Like that sounds like a blast. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, we got a bunch of really sweet, sweet, sweet stuff that, um, I think people are going to be surprised with too. I'm going to release all the schedules. I think Dustin's amazing partner, Julia has been doing all of our social this year. So I think I'm going to tell her to release all those schedules next year. I'm going to be teaching a class on, um, next year. What do you mean? Or, next sorry. Year? I mean, sorry. Tomorrow, hopefully. I'm so tired. Not a class yeah. on sex ed. Yeah, we have a class on sex ed. Yeah, it's um it's a class Mushroom around ed. it's a class what'd you say? Mushrooms All and sex, sex ed. It's yeah, a class around um okay, so I think this is kind of important. I think it's kind of important, you know, when like we're, we're with a partner for a long time, or even if you're not with a partner for a long time, there's that whole like weirdness around talking about like what you want in the bedroom. And so there's this sex educator that I've been friends with for a while. And she's actually a vendor at Ballard where I vend every Sunday. And uh, her and I were chatting and I'm like, dude, would you want to come like teach an intimacy course? And she was like, I'd love to. And it's like her full-time job. So she's going to be teaching an intimacy course where you can go with your partner. You can go without your partner and just kind of get like a cool lesson on like communication. And, and I bet you, you'll learn something and it'll be a total vibe. Um, yeah. So just trying to bring verge conversations into these topics, because I feel like they're very necessary and needed and we all can learn and grow. Um, I'm going to be teaching a class um with katie um katie has healed her chronic pain with um psychedelic mushrooms and so she's teaching a couple classes this year and her and i are going to do one together um around mental health and psychedelics and it's going to be more of like a space to hold to talk about adhd and anxiety and stuff like that and how we're able to utilize um these different entheogens in a way that are able to help our body composition. Um, there's my company right there, Cognitive Function. Um, so we're talking a little bit about that and also talking about like leading into a segue of my new book that I, I've been trying to figure out how to write that Matt's helping me with. Um, and it's going to be more of like a, a daily driver for people who are trying to get more intuitive self-knowledge and um, get a hold more on your, your overall like mental um, abilities and track and tracking habits and stuff like that so yeah that's what that's what i'm going to be speaking on and those are a couple rundowns of other cool classes also guys we're on the puget sound so we can cold plunge um into the water every day mm -hmm. so that's going to be a vibe there's my instagram i don't post on there enough 
Uh, there's me with Dustin's kid. <laughs> there's Chris. Yeah. And Chris. Yeah. Hey, there's you guys. Yeah. There's me. There's, oh yeah, there's all of us. Um, also, how, uh, how many acres is the, the camp cast? Like four or 500 acres? Yeah, we're on 400 acres. Okay, and it's like prime force. And it we've gotten three inches of rain in the last two days or three days. So, oh my and God. There's more in the forecast. Rocked. Yeah. Oh, just, we're gonna do, the right? mushrooms are exploding. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's been an ultra dry summer. Yeah. Yeah. The first inch and a half of rain didn't even, like the Willapa is still at record low. The, the soil just soaked all of the rain up. None of it, the river's running clear still. God, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Oh, and we're going to have mushroom forays. Um, that's what, oh yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's going to be, yeah. there's going to be shit yeah. ton of mushrooms there. Yeah. And then we've got sound bath healing as well as yoga every morning. Um, so there, there's a little bit for everyone. There we are. Yeah, and there's camping most, and then there's lodging and... options. There's all these different different choices. Yeah, there's tons of different um, accommodations to choose from. I, I will be sleeping in a cabin um, with a bunch of friends. I think that it's a, a cool time to be able to spend with your friends. And um, it's just like adult summer camp. Oh, and then we kids. have a co-housing tour as well on the final day where anybody who wants to is um, able to come and tour, a, come and tour to a community that's an intentional community there on Vashon. They have 18 families living on mutual land together. So we get to tour all their farm gardens and um, see all their housing as well. So you can see a different way of living, which is super cool. How does that work legally? Like, is it, does like a a cooperative on the land and they're like members of the co-op um it could be you should ask him that he's been doing this for a really long time i know this isn't the first one he's put together um his name's Mark. my sister just moved to one in port townsend oh really mm -hmm. that's cool yeah we should we should um mm -hmm. we should chat with him because i know he's he has another one up um closer to where andrew and mary tuttle of edge perma live up mm -hmm. um more um, north and so he's like working on getting more people to that land as well which is a cool opportunity for anyone who's like in seattle proper and just wants more space to farm um, yeah so yeah I visit the oldest intentional community in tennessee i think it's like the first recognized one um oh. of the, uh quite quite an experience yeah but a whole lot of history and uh, like two generations in now to intentional community so i would love to feel that that sounds super interesting yeah yeah i mean i feel like that's something i've fantasized over for like years i'm like we could all just like live in like like if we had a ton of land who would why would it matter like just all we could all just live there it was, only gets weird when people start getting weird about like you know usually they set time. up like Usually they set up a land trust, so like people don't really own their thing. They can own the house, but they don't necessarily own the land. It all is owned usually by the trust. Is usually how I've seen it set up. But, but how do they regulate that? Depends. Like, how do you get picked to live there? How do you keep from like you know who's in charge of managing the trust? It's messy. Well, that's the hard part. It's very yeah, messy. That's the, that's the messy part. I lived yeah. in one actually out in Boulevard, California. We, the rule was everyone had a unanimous, but unanimously agree on the people. And the one time they broke that rule, uh, then uh, 
then we ended up with a meth head that caused a ton of damage to the place. So you <laughs> yeah, got to be right. careful. Uh, you got to yeah. be careful uh, about that kind of stuff. But you never know. Right? Like people are people, and you kind of just have to have like checks and balances, you know. Yeah, that's why I'm interested to talk to Mark too, just because he's got so much experience with it that I just want to pick his brain because there's just it's just a world that I haven't been tapped into that I think has such a potential. I think that the nuclear family thing is like way more chaotic than it needs to be like if we were all chilling right now in the living room and people were able to watch matt's kids make sure they had dinner and people were able to help us and get his kids to bed i mean it'd just be chill and then we could all hang I, out all the time my mom's been at my house for like three weeks right now it's it's so nice it's like right <laughs> humanity right <laughs> but like that could be what it would be like if we were all together. that's how it should always be everything else is a failure yeah no i believe that it's hard I think being alone is nice. Like I enjoy being, I like my own space, but that's like, you could still have your own space if you had your own house. It's just like, everybody would like live close by, which would be fun. That's what you need. You need the ability to have a walkable village with enough space for privacy. I lived 30 feet from my in-laws, my grandparents-in-laws, my brother-in-law and his family and my niece and nephew. And there were 16 of us but in total. So I've done it. So that wasn't great. Well, well, it was awesome for the kids. No, don't, yeah. And it was really good for me as a parent yeah. to see like three other like parents, like try to parent. And I'm like, whoa, okay. You're all doing different things and disagree with each other. This is interesting. You know? Um, <laughs> different roles for each one. Yeah. 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 And so James, James, my oldest, he would go up to the other house and there would be like different rules there. And he'd be like, these rules don't matter to me. And then he'd like <laughs> climb on the roof and they'd be like, get off the roof. And he'd be like, it's like stopping <laughs> on the roof. Yeah. And then jumping off of it. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So no, like I, it's really good. I think it's the best way to raise kids actually. Yeah, with I the grandparents too. there, the, the yeah. in-laws, it can be hit or miss like yeah. really some people i have stories on both sides like it's the best thing ever and it's like oh dear and and so i the grandparents though they're like magic like there's like a button or something or a switch like my mom went yeah. from being like the mother-in-law to grandma and she like softened and became sweet she became nice to me and <laughs> I'm third born. You know how it goes. And so, um, I mean, still my opinion about anything means nothing. We know. Uh, 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 (laughs) And so, and so, yeah, no, I, the grandparents do so much for those kids and they like pull something out and you're like, why did you pull this out when you were parenting me? They're like, and I will pull out wisdom now. And you're like, but it's, but it's for them. And so it's okay. You know what I mean? And so I really think the grandparents and then the craziest thing is the great grandparents. It's like having in-laws, awesome, awesome. But the great grandparents are like magic. Yeah, I hope they'll cultivate systems that enable my children to stick around and have me be that grandparent and then their children's lives, right? Like I hope that everything that I'm doing is so productive that they want to stay and like, 
build upon it with their family. So then I can just insert myself as the grandparent, like, hey, have some, start popping out kids, you know, like <laughs> we need more hands here and I'd love to raise some little kids while you're being productive on all these systems I've built. Radical communication. Did you, and... did you guys know your, your uh, great grandparents? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. A few of them. My great grandfather came over from China and lived in New York in uh, Chinatown until he was 105. So I got to spend a lot wow. of years with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. He lived on a fifth floor walk up and um, my aunt took care of him. He she was his like um, social worker. And so I, that, that was a really cool like childhood to be able to like get to know him. And he spoke very broken English, but um I mean, it was so cool to like go to New York and get to like hear about his life. And it was old school New York too. Like the bathtub was in the kitchen and the rent was like $127.35. And it was like, you know, rent controlled. So when he passed that apartment's like worth like four grand now a month or whatever. It's like pretty nuts. Pretty, pretty cool story. And then on my, my, um, dad's side same thing i had a grandma frida german and she um she lived till she was 104 i think yeah. whoa so yeah. this myceliate vessel is going to be going on it's for... going to be going on for a very long time yeah get ready yeah my uh, my great-grandparents were in the artist community carmel california oh cool and they uh my uh great-grandfather was full jew uh, colonel in the u.s army he um fought in world war one and two and um he was uh, the colonel in charge of the supply lines of d-day um wow. and his wife was full german so through that time period they had a marriage of uh you know unique consequence and then uh yeah I grew up in that house from like pretty young age till six or whatever. So three generations. And it was amazing. I got a sweet from my great grandmother. Like she'd twerk her finger at me and I'd come over to her little like ornate turtle and she'd open it up. And there'd be Andy's mints in there. She'd be like, maybe the mints. <laughs> yeah. So, so to this day, like I, I love sweets. So oh, I think I that. the influence of great grandparents is amazing. I spent a lot of time up in Colonel Mack's uh, writing room, you know, just looking through old maps. He had the maps of the supply lines of D-Day in his writing desk in the attic, you know, and just like hanging out and like putting on his like fedora. And, you know, that stuff is, you know, it connects you across um, time. It's pretty neat. I love yeah, it's a it's a weird condition. Like the later I'm having kids, the further away I'm seeing them get from like, obviously their great grandparents, but even just their grandparents, like watching my parents and my partner's parents age and the difference between when my son was born and when my daughter's born and now, and now there's three of them, they're all getting a different, you know, and grandma's getting older, dude, like she, she can't pick you up like that anymore. So right. that's, that's interesting. And, and we are getting like, generationally keep getting further and further disconnected from it whereas previously people were having children much younger and generations of people having younger and younger children it's, it's interesting if anybody's having any kids at all apparently we're, we're not i know doing that's that right like either. a whole thing too you know 
and I have and more I, information on that. Go. Oh ahead. yeah, you, Matt. Matt does. Have, we had a really interesting conversation. The way people dying the, and no babies. Knowledge has been lost because we've lost connection to these generations too. We we are three now three generations from a lot of the knowledge that we're coming to myceliate to discuss. A lot of the yeah. cultural passed down things where people intuitively knew how to do this because that was always done. And it was you from childhood were learning these things. That knowledge is three generations away from us. Yep. Like it's yeah. not that far, but we don't we don't have any of those people to talk to. You know, yep. and right. many of us didn't talk to about these things, people that were two generations, you know, yeah. that might add some of the lingering knowledge and so um, and like a lot of and like a lot of you know the trauma that came with it too like running away from the farmland to try to do the, the other thing in america or whatever it was i mean like i remember my grandfather great-grandfather and my grandfather actually both worked on the rice fields you know and they ha had farmland and they wanted to escape to america for a different life and it's just interesting now to like look at that and look how far away we are from our food systems and, and, and realize that like, we, we really need to come together more than ever to be able to like understand and have these deeper connections with the land and with the food and all of that. Um, but it's also the easiest time in all of human history to gather all of that information that you could have gotten from your grandparents and exponentially more, and then to put it into action. So, you know, it sucks. We didn't get it from our grandparents. I wish I learned my, I got a green thumb from my grandma cause she had one. Right. But I can I can figure it out. I look at all these friends I made on the internet that can show me how to get a green thumb. Yeah. Like, we can grow. Come on, your grandma's probably good. I'm That's sure, kid. But we could grow some some stuff. Watch. So it's it's fine. Like don't don't look at it pessimistically. People that are watching in, like we can we can, we are the change, and that's kind of what we come to myceliate to talk about is how can we be the change that we want to see here? Yeah, and yeah. how can we emulate the system of like of being that eldership when we get older too, though, you know, I think that that's like part of the gracefulness of all of this is like, is what, what was mentioned earlier is like having the wisdom when we're older, like, how can we put that back into our own societies? You know, like, that's something that I want to cultivate. Like, I hope one day that I get to wear a, a crown full of gray hair and I'm like this amazing, you know, person that's got all this wisdom that's able to pass that knowledge down to all of our, you know, grandkids and, and just be there because we don't have that eldership the way that we used to, you know. Well, part I, of it too I, is like a lot of the, a lot of the pre-probe um, uh, depression era are farming. Like my grandparents grew up during the depression and, and they like fed themselves and some of the neighbor's families like out of their family garden. So like a lot of the practices and stuff like that, that I learned from them were our stuff that people are kind of like getting back into now with some of these regenerative practices. And to me, it's yeah. like, well, shit, like I've always known how to clone plants from willow, uh, willow cuttings and stuff like that. And like a lot of these like create like my grandparents didn't hardly buy any pesticides or fertilizers. They made all that shit. Right. right. And it's kind of getting back to that idea that almost we kind of lost because of the, fer the nitrogen fertilizers as a result of World War Two and kind of everything after that industrial farming, you know, and, and the, the, the factories that were making tanks, switching over to making combines and all this other stuff that kind of led to that chemical dependency yeah i uh i got to learn through eldership that was i studied in south korea 11 times and it was uh it's a different culture so they had maintained that that way of passing knowledge and honored that i mean even government supported 
and uh, it was really amazing to see. And I've I've sought that type of community here as we've kind of taught and shared natural farming. We we you know um, develop teachers and then really kind of try and center support around you know each other. Um, it's um, I think there's a lot to explore. I I want to this year explore community run org you know, and, um, and I feel like it'll be a giant experiment because there's not a whole lot of great, you know, um, stuff in the online space. I'm talking about online community, you know, but there are people doing it and there are people doing it well. Discord channels can function incredibly well with, you know, community run space. But I think the, the knowledge um, gathering that you're talking about, Dustin, and the fact that we do have access to all of this. I think the, um, the way I see, because I'm just so, I am not a Matt Powers or a Dustin Powers. You guys have powers, right? I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a prolific writer or content creator. I think that in-person connection is, is the, where I thrive. Me too. Um, and, um, but there's so many people that are so good at this thing that, or these things that don't have a voice, that don't have the opportunity to share. And, um, and so I think that I could probably with, with help, um, you know, just platform, you know, for, for this. Um, and, and it's basically creating a, a space where people can do their own thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm exploring what is, what is what I experienced in South Korea and some of these other places I've been to that is communication of knowledge. What does it look like in a digital space? And I haven't seen it. I've been kind of exploring for it and trying to, because it just, it feels so, um, so much for me as whatever type of human I am that um disconnective um and people speak in ways they won't speak in person and that just like how do we how do we cultivate something that's anyways i'm on a tangent but my no, feeling but I... funnels dude you're talking about fun- the internet is a big funnel towards like the collection of real life experiences you want to have like a lot of people are getting funneled towards myceliate through the internet and you'll meet them there in person and then you can exactly. you know take it from there to the next level right it, it, it's a big net you're casting huge nets out on the internet and Keeping and that's what good. Matt and Steve like are talking all the time and they're both super nerds. They're, they're going to cook up something that just fixes it all. Um, yeah. well, I, you I know, met Matt Powers for the first time in person at Mycelia last year. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was so I mean, and honestly, you. like you guys, Dustin, like, this, geez, this is, I got to speak yeah. on a panel with Dustin and I was blown away. Sorry. Yeah. Guys. No, I just like, it's such a testament to like the, the intention and the integrity behind it and like it's not like oh me I started this thing it's a we like every single person on here makes this thing possible I'm not doing it by myself and I think that that's the whole part of the thing about like community and why I have such a respect for the word and why I have such a respect for trying to put this thing together because it's also showcasing that it's possible because it can be replicated we're special for sure but like there are other people that can do this in their own hometowns too and, and bring these folks together and get this stuff pumping and rocking and rolling so that we're all able to, you know, like achieve some sort of like mutual agency away from these like broader systems that are like shackling us, you know, and like that's the point. 
and like being able to like implement these like different structures and have these different skills. And, you know, like I call Dustin if I need something specific and he usually can figure it out. Same with Matt, same with Chris, same with Steve, you know, and like being able to have those resources and being able to like have things be more like person to person is huge. Like the internet's an amazing tool, but like, I want to talk to a person, you know, I want to like have that connection and like get in, in, and and get, get through things together in life as, you know, part of the human experience. So I, I think that that's why mycelia is so important to me because it is like, it's, it's building us a platform, you know, um, and it's, and it's bringing it's also, that. Yeah, go ahead. Matt. And I think it's also going back to that whole thing about passing knowledge on and connecting people to their past. I never got to meet my great grandparents and I have like pictures of like my great grandparents, like brothers and siblings, they're barefoot in the garden and overalls with goatees. And I'm like, and so like, I feel this like deep pull and like, I never got to connect with any of those people. I also come from like a broken family, you know what I mean? And so like, I'm always kind of like seeking like connection to people and community. And, and mm -hmm. I know so many of us didn't get to, so, so many people didn't even get to meet their grandparents. This is why like right. family history and then like schools, I was like, we're gonna do a family history. And it's like, they're like, touchy subject for some people and yeah that's the, gonna happen the, to my kids both both me and my partner we don't have our dads you know like mm -hmm. I think that that's part of this like this big thing too it's just like we but we it's in community extended, yeah it's a communal we fill on those holes and not only that we we find mentors we find best friends we find you know um all, all those people in our lives that that fulfill that community we the, that's what the myceliating is you know what i mean but it's, we're yeah. also changed by it and so we can take that with us wherever we go and and bring that back to our community yeah. so i think people should come out i think people should should be ready for an experience and should plug in and map out their 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 entire experience and pick all the different classes using the schedule and get super excited and just be open because this, these kinds of experiences where you're meeting all these people, you're learning all these things, this kind of growth environment, amazing things can happen. You could be inspired by something that has nothing to do with the talk. I mean, Dustin can be talking about, you know, cow pats and you're, and you're just suddenly have like a, a breakthrough about, you know, a microbial thing that you're doing with Steven in aquaculture in his course or something like that. And in, in it's that environment. It's mm -hmm. that, that space where we grow fast. So I love being in events like that. And so many events can't get that. They don't get the ingredients right. They don't get the alignment right. And there's, there's no growth. There's no that environment. So I'm excited to go back to that environment to get re-energized, to share and connect with people. I love that reflection, man. It makes me so happy makes me feel like I'm, I'm doing my job right. So thank you so much. Yeah, it was inspiring. I, I second that. I was, I was inspired by all of it. Humble too. Like no joke, like being on the panel, listening to all you're up to. I was just like, oh, dang, I'm, I'm, I'm going to catch up one of these days. Then. <laughs> yeah. If next year, 
there will be no baby at, around the festival time. Hopefully. I promise you that this time. <laughs> nope, I will do better this time. Um, Congratulations. And, thank you. And um, we'll, I'll have you guys come do a tour of the stuff we got going on down here. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we should have some of our glamp sites up and running. So it'll be nice to host. Yeah, it. we've been talking about doing a summit, a speakers only summit. Maybe we're going to have to do it at the Powers residence. Well, maybe not at the house, but we have nice facilities at the farm. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love to have you. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. And the mushrooms are popping right now. Holy cow. Yeah, he lives in a good spot. And the fish. Oh, my. so the river. All this rain is enough to get the fish moving up the river, but the river levels haven't come up and they're near historic low. So I was literally out yesterday morning at this like little choke point on this farmer's land. I know of where it's the rocks kind of come down. So there's like one little channel and I'm watching salmon like hop over the rock thing. I'm, I could have, I straight up could have just put my net out and caught them, but I, the road kind of circles around up high and the game wardens love to sit up there and scope you from the bushes. So ah. Standing there watching them, it's like fuck. Nice. Yeah, they weren't eating shit. Yeah, <laughs> they're like freedom. We're going. <laughs> it's cool. It's fun yeah. out here. And the there's no people. Cat. Oh, I was just gonna say there's something I wanted to touch on earlier where we were talking about difficulty of getting land. Part of the problem, specifically in our state, but many states have aligned with the same program. Uh, it's called the um, GMA out here, uh, Growth Management Act. And it specifically um, applies to a lot of the rural counties. And the rural counties took a bunch of federal money in order to limit a bunch of actions that could happen in these resource producing ag lands or industrial lands. But for us, it's timber. So like 95% of my county is owned by maybe 10 timber companies. And then, uh, you know, and then there's a bunch of small, but the GMA prevents subdivision below, I think for most of it's 20 acres, some of it's 10 acres. So if, like right now I've got two 20 acre parcels. I am not legally allowed to break those down any further. If I had slightly bigger, I could do down, like they've got a slight variance for that. But that right there limits, you can't just go out into the woods and buy yourself an acre. There's none of it subdivided out. And the county bought in in like the, the late 90s, early 2000s of this program, and it will never go back because they've taken millions of dollars from the federal government that they don't have to repay, like tens of millions. It's insane. That, so it's all structured to squeeze people into urban development areas. And that's all part of the, you can look this up. It's like they put the whole thing out. It was, you just weren't paying attention when they did it, but you could have had a say, but we were all young when this was happening. And now we're fucked. It's, it's very difficult. So like if I wanted my kids to stay on this property, which is plenty of land we could put several little small houses we could have all sorts of cool little eco village thing going on absolutely not allowed in the county even on my property up on the hill i cannot subdivide it down any further if i wanted to break off an acre for one of my kids build a house have their own thing that they own not allowed and obviously there's ways around it with the trust and and businesses and such but for the average person wanting to come out and you know own something like matt was saying previously it's extremely difficult. And the systems like Cassandra was saying were built against us. All of these government agencies are, you know, regulation that was purchased by big businesses in order to stop the small people from succeeding. That's all of these regulations are a guise of safety, but really it's the safety of the big businesses that own the government. That's what we're working against. Well, you ever heard of a little thing the, called oil. <laughs> It, well, yeah, timber. also 2008, the bailout was managed by BlackRock. 
the 2020 whole thing, all the money, all that managed by BlackRock, they managed $10 trillion, which is over three times the size of California's economy, which is the fifth largest economy. And they, with State Street and Vanguard, have 88% control of the S&P 500 in America. And yeah. they, BlackRock's goal is to own 60% of U.S. single-family homes in the next six years. And I think they're already at 30%. Matt, 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 how much land does BlackRock own? I don't know. Because if it owns bad. if it owns 88% of the company, like I'm thinking the, uh, the big timber companies like Warehouser, how much of yeah. Warehouser does BlackRock own? So then that's mm. an interesting thought. Like, but the, the is there a limit to how much anyone, is there any limit to how much land you can own in the United States? No, we're, no. we're ultimately going towards a, uh, a monarchy or uh, nature. Like a, so we're like laying a, down a ton of free game right now sort of and, uh, and, and we're going to do this forever, but you should come and do it in person at my Celiate. <laughs> I want you guys to keep talking. I just want to say that these conversations are the conversations that take place at an event like this, which is a um, good thing. <laughs> and it's these kind of alternative skills that you learn at these kinds of events that allow you to have the wiggle room in your life to save money to make mm -hmm. extra money, to yes. figure out how to solve sometimes health challenges that are not being solved by the mainstream medical folks. You know, that's controversial to say, but, but for real though, like I, 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 I value the voices at these kinds of events more than anything I can find in online and, you know, through any kind of media it's like i trust people i can meet listen to talk to and like see their work you know what i mean and uh, it's events like these that uh really give me the inspiration to to do the work that i do um getting to meet my students getting to meet um other people my peers i mean meeting chris was a huge motivation steven raisner i've been hearing about him for for years as like, you know what I mean? The dual root zone breakthrough, right? I mean, like for years. And so, and, and then I've been teaching Chris Trump's work for years. And so it was, there's like a lot of things that, that happen at these kinds of events, but it's not like, man, it's so genuine. It's so authentic. I've been to events that, um, because I mean, meeting Steven, you know what I mean? Meeting Chris, it was, it, I mean, it changed my life. I get to talk to you guys way more often. Dustin, I feel like I met you once there and I feel like we need to reach out and talk more, but you got babies. I understand how that is. Yeah. yeah I got teenagers. I'm just trying to keep babies, up. Babies, babies. My son's like re rear naked choking people in 54 seconds on live, like, like video, you know, live streamed events. And he's like, dad, let's go, let's go like wrestle, you know, let's, let's just start. And I'm like, son, I don't know. I think he might break me so so you know you know we're all trying to keep up and you know <laughs> but at these kinds of events where we get to like relax put all those things that we're supposed to be doing to the side for for a weekend and reconnect and i found it to be just a really critical part of my entire year so yeah. i'm excited to come back i'm really honored that you invited me back so thank you Whatever, Matt. You're invited every single year. 
Yeah. I mean, Matt's enthusiasm has like gotten me through so much. And like, also just, I mean, all of you guys, all of your support and everything, it means, it means everything to me. Um, I don't know. You, you don't, you don't. You're pull a badass cast, cast. I'm betting on, uh, I'm betting on the things you do. So that's, that's kind of how it is. It's like, I'm like, yes, whatever she does it in time, it's just going to uh, be good. So I'll, I'll just, I'll just bet that direction and, and uh, yeah no it's um it's connected. all part of our, uh, our world takeover plan all for the world takeover plan absolutely yeah. um i i really value that it's it's a it felt like a whole place full of pe- peaceful people like that the the to be at a place that long around others i'm also an introvert like i'm like okay like most proximity my tent is not that far away from anybody you know like um but it was really peaceful and um everywhere i went and the people i ran into it felt like that so that for me that's that's a huge testament to you know where where people are at coming into this and and uh there's not a whole lot of places i can go in the world and be around you know 100 people that are all feel kind of like oh we're we're chill vibes and we're learning this is this is pretty special so that that stood out to me well it starts with good food and clean water so that that's part of the site you know it's picking the right place and picking the right folks to to be there to support great conversations and to lead and uh, i truly believe that like you know you can you can lead by example and um, that's what I just aim to do in my life. And yeah, that's why I think that the event is just so it's, it's from the heart. So folks know that there's going to be fairy magic, right? We're getting on a ferry and that alone is magic and we're going on water and it's like the Pacific Northwest water. So it is an Island. Yes. Yes. It is is an Island. island. You're going to. It's not Bahamanian or anything, but it's, it's <laughs> unbelievably gorgeous because it's it's the Pacific Northwest. So Scream. I I and am wet. so excited. Very wet. Oh, I literally <laughs> have been in 105. I mean, today it was cool out. It was 98. I went outside. I put a sweatshirt on because it was only 98. But like for real, like this idea of it being colder, if you are in part of the country where it's like me, where it's literally been 105 for like three months. I am so excited about this. It's going to be cold. Oh, yeah. It is winter here now, just so you know. <laughs> There's no winter. Oh, Dustin, Dustin, I got you a present. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be putting on like the old like cartoon, like springtime song, like, like it's going to be amazing. Bring, bring so, a raincoat. Yeah. Well, I've been doing cold. I, I don't, the weather, so I'm, I'm like, I'm knocking on wood, but like the weather looks long-term forecast. Yeah. It looks good in the sense that it's supposed to just dump rain for a while. When it <laughs> stops, nobody knows. <laughs> Pretty cool. Hey, I don't Justin. know if you've been watching the, do you nerd out on weather? Any of you guys? It's like, it's straight up. A, it looks like a hurricane on the off. Like when you're looking at the satellite imagery or the radar imagery, it's crazy. Just nuke and rain on the West coast. I can never be right when it comes to the even my app. I'll be like, oh no, it says it's this. And my wife will be like, that's the wrong thing. I'll be like, what do you mean? It's the app. It says the right here. She's like, that app? 
No. <laughs> yeah, you just got to look at the satellite imagery. Okay. You don't want somebody else's I interpretation. I just want to see the big cloud spinning mask near me. It's cool. Hey, it's Dustin, like who made up. your shirt? Oh, Label My Bud. Yeah, so let's give them a big shout out. Label My Bud is doing all the festival merch this year. Let's just give them a shout out. Thank you so much to Ryan. Uh, he's the only other ADHDer that I know that can like just zero to 60, get all the stuff done that I throw at him. He's printing 500 pieces for us in the next like three days. This guy is an amazing, an amazing. Oh, this guy's dope. He's my swag guy. A hundred percent. As far as vendors go, like my professional relationship with him, he treats me like, uh, better than any, any other professional like vendor that I've ever dealt with. And he's also a really good friend, super into permaculture is starting like a little, uh, food forest in this abandoned lot downtown in the I forget the name the podunk little town he's outside of but anyway super cool guy yeah Ohio, yeah yeah um so it's all podunk out there um <laughs> he's a very cool guy and he makes the dopest shirts and he does all sorts he's got a like full custom embroidery he's done all sorts of very interesting stuff for me check him out yeah I just want to give him a big shout out if you guys are is he coming this year or no I don't know I've okay. gotten a couple different emails that have led. He's to got some it. babies too. So yeah, he's tough. got babies. Yeah. But I <laughs> will announce that we are uh, dropping some cognitive function merch at the fest and it's all on a hundred percent organic cotton. So I'm pretty Woo! excited. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Limited run guys. There's only like seven of each thing that I'm printing. So if you want it, come get it. <laughs> Speaking of limited run, I don't think there's too many. Of, oh, there oh. you go. I don't think oh, there's too many of these. Oh, there it is. Nice. Nice. Where's mine? You know what he does for me is he'll do print to order stuff. So I can just like have designs and then have, if people want to buy it, they can just buy it directly from him. And I know honestly, I told him, point, I said, I want to make a, I want to make a shirt that says, get your seed oils out of my bag of chips. And he was like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You should, he, you, are are your shirts going to say, I just ate mushrooms? Well, I have some that say I just ate mushrooms, but I want I want a couple that say get your seed oils out of my bag of chips. I think that's funny. Yeah, Yeah, but I have I just ate mushrooms and then I'm also dropping psychedelic research volunteer (laughs) and it's a mushroom and it's my hand and everyone knows I've got sexy hands Uh, and it's going to be on a shirt. It's really cool. I had this amazing artist draw it up. So if you guys want one, there's only like a couple then they're dropping at the fest. So, and I'm doing um, hats too, psychedelic research volunteer hats. Yeah, I'm making a couple of shirts that say uh, ADHD is my superpower. And then on the back of it's a cordyceps mushroom um, that I grew a long time ago. And then I've got a couple that are just like straight cognitive function. Uh, but we've got some cool stuff coming this year. And the festival what? merch is going to be amazing too. <clears throat> Once everybody catches on, you can run the PERV line, the PRV, right? Psychedelic. Yeah research volunteer <laughs> yeah you should do a do one with just like a really like psychedelic looking mushroom it says they're all edible once yeah People yeah love that joke yeah that's good that's a good the mushroom club loves uh there's old mushroom hunters and there's bold mushroom hunters but there's no old bold mushroom hunters yeah that's a good we one. uh on, on that note, uh, there was a snowbank mushroom that me and my buddy had been eating for a few years that had misidentified that the mycelium group in uh, in Denver was like, yeah, no, we have no idea about that one. Like, oh, they taste great. We've been eating them. Well, for now years. you do. Yeah. <laughs> Test case one. It was pretty <laughs> <or> funny. <two. laughs> oh my god. We're fine. 
Yeah, it worked out great. And speaking of which, that's what your talk is on, isn't it, uh, Cass, this year? Or no. Or misremembering? No, I'm doing a... So I was going to do a talk that I had been working on and with planning, I, it's just not going to happen. So I'm, I'm switching it up. I'm probably just going to do the same, a similar version of the lecture that I did um, last year, which is just like more of an inspirational talk around my background and mental health and uh, mental health management. So it's, it was, it was a really well attended uh, class last year. Um, and I'm excited to give it again this year. Also too, just excited to give it around, just like talk, touching in a little bit more about entheogens. I did a lot of work with Amanita muscaria this past year for depression and ADHD. And um, it was uh, a fascinating, a fascinating thing to experiment with. So I'm like game to share some of that as well. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's some, some, some cool stuff up my sleeves for sure. Yeah. By the time I can talk as well. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Can't wait. Won't be long now. Yeah, I know. We've got 10 days, you guys. Like, I, I got to get off. What's the link for everyone? What's the link? Myceliate. The link for everyone is myceliatethefestival.com. I've also come to realize, um, which is such a slip up in my marketing brain, but that not everybody knows what myceliate means. Um, your mom asked. Yeah. So, um, I will pass this one off to Matt because Matt will give us a very enthusiastic answer. All right. So, um, as the fungal hyphae is spreading, it's eating everything in its way. It's myceliating as it bonds and connects with all the things around it and, and interconnects things. And so when we have the hyphal mass of fungi in the soil and they see all that white beautifulness, that is the mycelium. And so when it spreads, it's myceliating and it connects, it recycles, it reuses, it facilitates, it signals secession. It is a facilitative mechanism of the world around us. And it's also a beautiful metaphor because you know, sometimes you are challenged in life and you just got to eat it <laughs> and transform it into something good. And, and, and myceliate is about transformation um, and, and connection and, and seeing all the different ways that fungi expresses itself in the world. Because for me, my talk is really about inspiring you who's hearing this. Um, or you who will be there uh, to see how your life is influenced and interacts with fungi and how it could interact and be influenced by fungi. And that's what was my ciliated mind, you know, because you're seeing all those connections and, and, and as we consume them, we, we become them, you know, um, that's what mycelium does. You know what I mean? It's, it's consuming and it doesn't go, you know what I mean? Around things, it goes through things and um, it faces things and becomes. And so I'm really excited. I'm really excited about uh, the, uh, that's my website. Yeah. <laughs> it's the all, put... it's the ultimate networker. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, 
and and that th- that's what I study ultimately is is the connections between things and how to facilitate uh, the functioning of a cycling of things. And tie that to the myceliation of humans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting the, for a myceliate baby. Right? That's exactly what I was thinking when you were saying that. Is that you could put human in for every time you said mycelium. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had a suspicion that we are fungal beings. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Take out 100%. the fungi, we die. Yeah. So we're dependent upon them, and then if we're fungal beings, and we look at the way mushrooms behave, and like how they and and how fungi in general works with secession facilitates things. I really believe that when we're in these growth modes and connected to nature and we're facilitating the cycles of nature and speeding things up and, and making the world a better place, we're being human. Ultimately we're being What's what? a non-fungal being. Is there any being that exists without fungi? I don't know, but uh, fungi are attacking uh Attacking humans, I'll, I'll drop this real quick because we mentioned it on the IG the other day. Um, the first uh, silver leaf disease jumping from plants directly to humans uh, was observed uh, in the published paper, paper published. Um, uh, but yeah, pretty, pretty wild to see uh, plant fungus, uh, a pretty common one at that, uh, jumping to humans. So myceliating uh, the guy's throat in this case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot there's a lot to there's a there's a lot to be discovered i mean i feel like uh the most basic metaphor for it and people always talk about the cordyceps mushroom i mean i that's that's my favorite mushroom so people always ask me about cordyceps and they're like did you see the last of us it's gonna okay. it's gonna come out of your brain and i'm like what already did i like literally left every single thing that i knew in my life and turned every single thing into uh, focusing on this mushroom and i'm absolutely utterly obsessed with it and now i have a mushroom company and i put people on to mushrooms and i try to gather people around to talk about mushrooms and it's pathetic or i don't know like maybe we're all just like humble servants of the mushroom and that's fine i'm not mad about it they're orange they're beautiful i get to hang out with them and they all have like these crazy cool innate abilities to do all these like random things like reishi mushroom has like gan- like the Ganoderma species have like this most amazing skin on the top of them and they're beautiful and they're great for your skin and they're great for your, your body and your nails and your hair and your stress levels. And then you've got like, you know, like a, a lion's mane mushroom that looks like a brain and it helps your brain and it helps your gut, you know, and then you've got just like the cordyceps mushroom, which helps to actually repair your DNA. And then it like makes you horny. So then you want to go spread your clean DNA. Like, what are we talking about? It's insane. Like all these mushrooms just have all these different capabilities and we're just, I don't know. I'm just like living and breathing for them. I just think they're the most amazing things ever. The more I focus on mushrooms, the better my life gets. One of one. Obviously, yes. But. Yes. That's <laughs> okay. True. Two of two. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. We're on to something here. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, like we all I've connected with all of you because of mushrooms. Straight up. If mushrooms are everything, then it makes sense that that's what you should probably focus on because otherwise what the hell are you focusing on? There's nothing right. else left. <laughs> right. 
So yeah, I think this is true to some regard. I don't think that it's like a physical (laughs) thing coming out of my head, but like, yes, the beam is like fully energetically here. And the idea Mm -hmm. here, if we take it like a step back is to like be a good student of permaculture, right? Study the patterns, like look for the patterns in the mycelial world and how do those apply to to us? Because that's, that's the real takeaway. Like we can theorize all day long, whether you're a mushroom or not, but like, what does that mean? And how do we benefit from it is, Mushrooms have been around and, and for a long time and they're very successful. So probably there's some lessons we can learn from them. I think that's that's my takeaway. I mean, when oh, you yeah. think about it, turkey tail being a endophyte, a plant endophyte, like that kind of like wide step across um, really demonstrates how dynamic these mushrooms really are. And then all the oldest living people um, in Japan that were tested, their gut biome had, I believe, odiobacteria. And it specifically is created by eating reishi. And so it's like, with these things in our diet, we, we, we fundamentally change and facilitate things that wouldn't be possible otherwise. And are they like an uh, uh, anti-aging promoting, you know, fungi? just like the way like a, a, a endophytic microbe is or or the way like stem cells resonate. Stem cells put out, um, they don't actually replicate and they don't, and if they do, that's bad, but they actually just put out excretions. And so it's like so many of these, these cause and effects with microbes, it's not necessarily that like the microbe is now growing in my brain. No, it's the effect of it going through our digestion on the microbiology in our gut. And so there's so much to this, so much that we're just discovering. But again, I mean, you look at ancient Chinese medicine, they knew that Reishi was doing this. They understood it perfectly. That's why it's like, I believe um, in one of its names, the immortality is part of the description. Mm-hmm. So... I always get inspired when when I when I'm around people who are interested in this because I feel like it's a linchpin to to my my well-being, my 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 health and my longevity, but also the healing of the community and the health of the, all the people around me. Um, and so these these events these events yeah, are, see, are look, game changers. Look at how gorgeous that is! Like the skin Beautiful. of that mushroom, you know, like that's. Julia found the mother log. We missed it by like three weeks. I've never seen so many on one. And it's like this massive old growth, you know, like the springboard notches in it. And the thing was just, uh, Julia got a better picture. We'll share it. I'll share it with everybody later. It's wild. It's loaded. Did you guys make tea? I don't know. It's sitting in the basket still. We did that and ate dinner and I came out here. Yeah. Oh, Ah. you got today. Trying to bounce that baby out. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I know you are. Maybe she needs that tea. Maybe. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, um, Maria, the interview with Maria Sabina by uh, Gordon Wasson was the the very first uh, introduction to psychedelic mushrooms or mushroom medicine at all um, in the United States. Uh, Yeah, long, long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. It is interesting to think that uh, LSD was presented to the, well, maybe not the public, but in the United States before mushrooms were, which is kind of strange. Oh, is it? 
Yeah, by uh, was invented in eighty thirty eight or thirty nine. Well, discovered yeah, but you're talking 40... about in the literature because, like, out here there's in wild psychedelic yeah. psychedelic mushrooms that the old timers were eating, and back in the day, and I, you could argue the natives were probably eating it. Although I was trying to dig into anywhere they had written down, like my local natives, how much uh, psychedelic mushrooms they were eating, because like the azarescens are growing in the dunes, and then we got the the liberty caps in the fields, which may or may not have come from European cattle. I don't know. But the azarescence have been here. I feel like a lot of that was probably sacred knowledge that they didn't tell people that until it was like time for that to be the thing. Mm -hmm. And then that ceremony was always private. So, yeah, but go read read the book Chaos. Um, What's his name? Tom O'Neill. About LSD and that whole era. It's very fascinating book. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think so much, so much information didn't myceliate out in the ways that we're trying to get it out. But I think because a lot of it was sacred and, you know, cherished and all that. But like, I think, I think a big piece of it too, is just like, I mean, Paul Stamets always says, he also says nature provides, so I don't have to. And I think it's like such a testament to like this specific region in, in general, like the Pacific Northwest, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everything's abundant. So I, that's yeah. why I'm here. That's why yeah. I stayed here. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. It is not abundant here in Texas. Everyone <laughs> no. in Texas, come up to this event. <laughs> have your mind blown. The sun <laughs> is abundant there. You've got a lot of sun. Yeah. That's All like, right. <laughs> <laughs> he just reminded me of uh, from, from, what was it instead of Tom Odell, Todd Odell. Todd Odell was that uh um I know it was Tom Odell instead of Todd Odell. He was that late night knife guy that used to do those amazing uh knife infomercials at like two o'clock in the morning that were awesome with like katanas and stuff. <laughs> you could buy you know, like the like the the mall sword guy. But he had like wow. the QVC I mall see, like, sword Chris guy doing a skit on this. Get your knife. If you've ever seen the one where the guy takes the katana and hits the thing and it, the sword breaks and stabs him in the chest, it's that guy's show. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to, to, to derail it. I just got stuck in my brain after you said that. Um, well, that that's pretty opposite myceliate. That will not be happening oh, yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> we can't guarantee there won't be any freak accidents, but you know, in general, we're not planning for that. Right. Oh, I hope not. No, I I learned a lot last year and uh, certainly got a chance to try uh, a whole bunch of interesting, uh, interesting new um, forms of uh, of different things and try all different types of awesome foods and things. It was it was quite a good time uh, with uh, especially the diversity of all the different um, tracks that you had was was really dope. That's the goal. Give people a little bit of everything so that they find a little bit of something that they really like and. Yeah, I think I think the overall goal for me is just like self-evolution. So I'm just like the more I can get inspired and keep going and meet new people is just like a blast. It's a total blast. Well, your descriptions of this year's event have inspired me and got me really excited. I am the introvert that gets sunburned by going to places where people are like, ah. And so this event is so opposite that is so many friends and I'm yeah, no sunburn this time. 
yeah yeah i'm so excited i'm really excited so and not only that i like a bunch of my students are coming um and and so i'm going to be able to meet a lot of uh old friends and friends that i haven't met yet and so it's going to be it's going to be really good um if you go up to the top and you click on i was thinking about where that cool picture of dustin is with the with the um maybe click on I don't even know. Maybe it's sponsorships. There's a cool picture of Dustin. We're out in the dunes. Do you remember what page it's on? No, that's not it. Mm-mm. Um, maybe click on. Oh, actually, I think I had to take it down because Ticket Taylor told me we couldn't have a donations thing up, and it was the donations mm, tab. Yeah, there was a really cool picture of of Dustin when we were out in the dunes with um Rascal and like a, a whole crew of people. Um, that we did last year a couple like I think it was like a month after the festival we we did another like foray and um, it was just it was just really sweet to get that many people out looking for mushrooms again after the festival and I think that that's another big part of it where it's like this it doesn't just end at the festival like after after the weekend's over we, we try to keep going throughout the year and do a couple other things and um, yeah it's just like special to come and get inoculated into the community see what Absolutely. i did there should definitely set up another twin harvest state park for a yeah we should that place is the bolites the king bolites they're just off the charts oh that was so hard for me to leave i was like finding <laughs> something and i'm like now i'm hooked like i need to yeah stay you can spend a whole weekend out there and just yeah bring and then i'm like buckets. i'm like walking around with people and i'm like Oh, I don't want to lead people anymore. I gotta go. Like, I just yeah. need to go across. <laughs> so, we had uh, that happen one day. We were up in Brainerd Lake in Colorado. My buddy had his van, and I had my Nova, and I filled my Nova till the back seat was level with Porcini's, and he filled like the whole back half of his van in like an hour and a half. And we were like being Sick. choosy, and it was just you couldn't damn near not trip over the damn things. Man, it's so nice. <laughs> When I, when I first got up back to the States here a couple of weeks ago, it was like that here with chanterelles. There was chanterelles literally everywhere. Where are you um, at? I got completely annihilated by uh, by chiggers. Uh, I'm in Tennessee at the moment. Okay, um, cool. But I uh, got completely annihilated by chiggers. Uh, it was not fun. But uh, other than that, it was very tasty for dinner. I love the, uh, the sandpaper to the legs. Oh. Got to be a way to like prevent that. Pants. It's all pants. Yeah, they are the worst. Yeah. No, no you don't gotta walk around tape, in sandals. You gotta duct tape your pants to your shoes. Yeah, you gotta yeah. duct tape your yeah. pants. That is the tech. You didn't need to do that. Speaking don't of walk way. around in shorts and sandals like you're in Thailand. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, I might need to go to bed. Sure. Let me, uh, that's a great way to end it guys come to my ca <laughs> yeah. uh it's time to go sleep no yeah. you guys my to-do list is like 20 pages long so i'm not gonna go to bed i'm gonna keep working probably plus i owe everyone it. should come to this website myceliate the festival.com it's gonna be just come so much fun yeah. just come it's amazing and invest if you in are your coming, future invest in your future children and maybe you're going to meet your partner there. Maybe you have a partner. Bring your partner. 
Um, uh, you know, Cass, can we give the viewers of this thing right here a little coupon code? Yes, we can. And Dustin's cool. our financial advisor. But don't worry, Dustin. I know what the code is. Perfect. <laughs> it's friends25 um for a discount code that's going to get you some percentage off um friends 25 and um you know like i don't know maybe we can do something else special too for people of this podcast maybe if you're listening to this podcast and you get the discount code uh maybe you also get a free shirt what do you think about that dustin yeah do it yeah come find us if you if you heard us here on steve's amazing platform and just like big ups to Steve for allowing us the space here to chat. We're going to miss him so much this year, but hopefully next year he'll be out with us again. Um, and yeah, come, come, come hang out with us. I promise there are a couple more girls there. It won't just be me. Um, I've got a bunch of hottie friends that are coming, so it'll be great. Um, if they're into that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And, and what else? Um, um, for those who do are... the audio, those who oh, listen in audio format, it's myciliate the festival, M Y C E L I A T E the festival.com. Thanks, Steve. Um, and you can find us on Instagram if you guys want to learn more about our speakers at, <clears throat> at myciliate underscore the fest. Um, you can also find me at Cassandra Posey and at cognitive function. Um, and Chris was going to say something that I wanted him to say, because I don't know what it was. But. If you're going to come, if you're going to make all the effort, come a little bit early. Like, don't don't miss the first couple speaking sessions. Like, get there, get set up, hang out. There's so much going on. And all the people you're there to talk to are already there. So, yeah, don't miss the beginning. It's fun. Yeah, we start at, um, hey, there's my leg. We start at nine o'clock doors open at nine o'clock on um, Friday classes will start at uh, 10 a.m. Um, but we've got programming throughout the entire day. So come and hop on an early ferry. And yeah, we can't wait to see you there. Woo. All right. Maciliate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find uh, to Chris's website over at bio me. Solutions, B-I-O, Biomay, B-I-O-M-E-I dot solutions. And uh, Soil Steward on Instagram. That's yeah, 100 million plus? 100 million. You're amazing. Look at that. <laughs> I don't understand how he got that. You're amazing. <laughs> Hey, what does that number refer to? Just help me I, don't, out. I don't know, I actually, but you're like... I don't know what it is called, but I know what it's threads. for. It's, it's for, for your threads. Threads. I don't know. I'm a low number does. dog, not a high number. Wow. Yeah. Matt likes that. Matt Master wants that. High number's late. Uh, threads <laughs> didn't <laughs> appeal to me. It's like Twitter I with all the censorship bad. of Facebook. <laughs> Did you say a high uh, number? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just they're like serialized. <laughs> so like the first person that signed up's got like one, right? And guy, oh, hundred thousand okay. guy, you're like hundred million guy. Oh, oh sweet. That makes sense. At least you're not billion guy. I, I don't <laughs> guys. I mean, I feel <laughs> like it's kind of better than I don't know. No, don't... you want lower for sure. 
Oh, you can well, find Matt. No, you want never. You want never. Really, is zero is the number that I, you want. I don't even know what it is. You got it now. Too late. It's in you. The thread is in you. You've been assigned a number, Chris. You've been threaded, bro. <laughs> I am not a number. Oh wait, my number's here. I'm number five. <laughs> You're a hundred plus something million, bro. Over there. They did that ancestors in Germany. <laughs> the uh, Matt's website is thepermaculturestudent.com. You can find him, the permaculture student, on Instagram. Uh, also, check out his new book. He's got a super great new book and new course on. Uh, my uh, regenerative soil microscopy uh we did a pretty great episode a couple weeks ago with him i check it out um dustin's website's great we'll have to get him back to talk about it when after he's had time to recover from the new new munchkin uh future4200.com oh i also wanted to say too if you're a mushroom grower and you're interested in in extraction dustin and i've been working on a long-term project uh get a hold of us if you grow large-scale um mushrooms of all sorts um but we're in the culinaries right now lion's mane reishi turkey tail um not we have a, we have enough shiitake uh, all the good ones uh reach out to us either one of us um because we've been working on some cool stuff to get more extracts out to the masses so i yeah. see he's two million ninety six so Dang. yeah yeah he's way cooler that's cooler I just learned. Yeah, by a, a factor He's of a couple number yeah, things, it appears so, though. Chris. I don't. It appears so, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the uh, way the cookie crumbles sometimes, guy. You'll be all right. No, I guess. No, I guess. All righty. Thank you guys well, so much if you made it this far. Come find me and get a free shirt. Um, Oh my gosh, yes. Matt, you're really like now you're in another shirt. You've got a different no, color. Wait, like, I want to come over there. Wow. He's, he's turned into party mode over there. Kids yeah, must he's in party sleep. mode. Um, hey Steve, is this gonna be <laughs> is this gonna be running on um audio like the la- last last time? Like it'll just be Yeah, that's so it takes about two or three hours for for it to finish processing the on the back end and they'll download it and re-upload it tonight. It'd be cool if we could get some sound clips. To put on the yeah, I can, I can send you the file if you want whatever. Oh no, don't do that. Clip it up, cast. Nope, that's not, the a, list. That's not a cast job at all. That's not a cast <laughs> job. That's yeah, a just plug it into the AI. Just plug oh. it into the AI. There's really good ones. You can just Google it. Like that's a Dustin job. Looks like that's a dust. A Dustin. Um, the jobby has it built in now, and they're beta. Oh, my AI is already working on. I don't know it. if don't I'm worry. allowed to say that, but I did. Yeah, Dustin is your AI assistant with us in the room no i don't have it on right now oh. it would have told you <laughs> yeah chat gpt we have our meetings and dustin's dustin's ai assistant comes into the meeting takes notes for him <laughs> that's Pretty good that's cool. creepy little Digital stenographer. formatted <laughs> sweet i need to get that that's great that's super handy he can yeah. put you on game i don't we like it when it's in the room with us it freaks me out you better be there we're just gonna clean. I mean, yeah. it's always here. It's just whether do you want to interface with it or not. That's what you're That's signing true. up for. You can That's you can say no, I, I don't still, want to interface, but it's not like it's not here. We did the uh, on a random note on the AI stuff. We did the the third um, aquaponic cannabis conference like the week or two before Chat uh, after ChatGPT launched, and Mister Green was talking about how this is going to change <laughs> everything, and everyone's kind of like, "What's this thing that that's this website that looks weird." 
and that like because it had just come out no one really knew what it was yet and it's funny to kind of see how that now like we're talking about it a year later like how it's making everything easier and all that it's just kind of funny to kind of see it go so quickly yeah it's crazy my kids are going going back to analog we're all going back to nature over here oh the younger generation they want photography film they want to grow their own food. They want to grow their mushrooms. They want to listen to records. Yep. And a Walkman. They want... What? He said they want a Walkman. Oh, yeah. No, I literally almost bought my son a Walkman. I'm not yeah. kidding. The yellow one with the sports Walkman with the... With the fuzzy ear thing? Yeah, with the, with the yellow ones. The yeah. yellow and the metal. Yeah. Those ones. I almost bought them. Once you get a Walkman, then you're going to get a set of Junkos. With the giant pockets to fit the walk. You do need band. that, so you can put it in there. You do need yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I I want to be let back into the house, you know, when it's bedtime. So that's the issue there. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, thank thank you so much, Cass, for coming, Chris, uh, Matt, Dan, or Dustin. I'm sorry. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna play a little thing here. We play at the end of the episode. We'll close out. Two yeah. Thank you, Steve. Here. Thank you guys so much for making the time tonight. Woo! Mycelia! If you're looking for more education on aquaponic cannabis, please consider the Aquaponic Cannabis Masterclass at apmjclass.com, featuring over seven days of in-depth, hands-on educational content with Marty Waddell and Stephen Reisner as your guides through the aquaponic cannabis universe. We'll cover everything from construction of large commercial facilities, home size systems, backyard systems, nutrients, pest control, diseases, everything you can think of, and, uh, and so much more. So be sure to check that out at apmjclass.com. And if you're looking for aquaponic cannabis or living soil uh, pest control courses, please check out uh, thepestclass.com, where we have a huge in-depth course on pest control, how to make your own um, biocontrols, as well as in-depth guides and identification guides for a whole slew of different pests that you might encounter in your aquaponics garden. And it's not strictly just geared towards cannabis, uh, it's also geared towards vegetables as well. So be sure to check that out if it's something you think you might need to improve in your education. All right, everybody. And um, be sure to check out uh, the wonderful websites again from Chris, Cass, Dustin and Matt. And you guys can find a link to all of them uh, in the chat or description on whatever platform you're listening to. Thanks everybody. And we'll catch you guys again on Thursday. We will be having some great info on a seed drop coming uh, of some Thai genetics in the, uh, in the U S here uh, 